Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast, a show dedicated to the crazy world of mixed martial arts. Join your hosts, Laurel, Ty, and Jordan, as they break down all the latest and biggest news and bouts. This is the one podcast that will never let the fight go to the judges. Live from your favorite podcast listening device, it's time! Hey, FKTC crew, we are back with another episode of the Front Kicks and Throw Cuddles podcast. It's Laurel, it's Ty, and it's Jordan. This episode is brought to you by the Middleweight Division. We are in the final week of middleweights as main events. I'm sure that Laurel has enjoyed them, but I will say that I'm glad we did not do picks last week because the middleweight fight that took place last weekend was absolutely horrible. I don't have any good good uh, things to say about last week's event. Mm-mm. I mean, I learned stuff from last week's event because of some rules that got brought up. Mm. What's that? Event. Well, that's valuable. Yeah. No, I, I want to hear these rules. Well, I mean, in my opinion, I thought Delice had his hand on the mat on purpose so he wouldn't get a knee to the face. Oh, okay. Which is very debatable, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I did learn that that rule is being changed, I think, in a few months. Ah. that you can still have a hand down, but you can also still get kicked in the face, which is awesome, because that's what Imov did. I mean, got to protect yourself. You can't just have your hand on the ground and say, oh, yeah, you can't hit me. People have now, fighters have now, I mean, smartly, strategically, I should say, because you don't don't have to get hit in the face. It's illegal, but Mm. in terms of fighting, I I don't think it's a smart rule at all. You can't just put your hand on the ground and say, oh, yeah, you can't hit me. Like, no, right. I can hit you. Now, fighters were doing that a lot. And I think they were uh, exploiting the rule a little bit. Okay. So now it looks like they're going to get away from it. And that's what I learned, at least. But nothing else. I think it all started with, with Pyrion kneeing Aldrin Sterling. He's like Aljo clearly had his hands on the mat just because he didn't want to get knee, not because he was defending himself in some sort of way. He was defending himself because of the rule. The rule yeah. was defending himself instead of him defending his own self. Right. That's what I should say. That's right, a yeah. bar. That's a, that's a bar that I just said right there. Yeah, that should be on a quote and that should mm-hmm. be tweeted out. Okay, I'll try to go back to this episode and make sure I do that. Fighters let the rule defend themselves instead of themselves defending themselves if you can just kind of word it like that but yes right well i think the thing i think in my in my defense with the whole aljo thing i don't think i didn't know that was a rule until it until it came to light in that fight now it will be changing yes so i'm pretty sure it's happened in the past but that's like the one time that i know that was very significant that that's something that's significant with the knee, with the person's hand down, was a rule. And it, it worked out for Aljo in the end because he was a champion for, what, two years before Sean O'Malley took over? Yeah. 
<sighs> but we are glad to be back. I will say, um, before we do continue, um, this is episode 99, which means next week we get episode 100. Crazy. Very crazy. Volk is going to be the reason. <laughs> well, Volk can be the fight we cover for our 100th episode, so that will be fun. At least it's not a Colby Covington or a Conor McGregor card that is the 100th episode. So with that said, um, just have a little brief rundown going to do the one fight that we each liked from UFC 297 and UFC Vegas 85 because I know it's been a while. Uh, we're going to do our picks. Uh, we're going to do a, just a tiny bit of MMA news um, very briefly. And so I'm going to open the floor to either one of you. Let's start with UFC 297. What was your favorite fight from that card? You know, I, I mean, have to go middleweight. Yeah. <laughs> You're both gonna it was take, probably the best fight. You're both going to take Strickland versus um, yeah. Duplessis. Yeah, at least for me, how disappointing how the Neil Magny Mike Malott fight went. Yeah. So that's why I'll be going with the Strickland Duplessis win. Okay. Uh, or fight, I should say. Duplass is uh kind of he didn't surprise me I get because I knew he had the capabilities to win it's just I guess seeing it was my thing like believe seeing it to believe it mm-hmm. and to see that was actually pretty cool now split decision was quite controversial even though in real time I had Duplass winning it mm-hmm. but I do understand everyone's reasoning on why they believe Sean won it. Mm. Yeah. But again, close fight. Mm-hmm. But at the end, I think Duplessis did enough. I haven't rewatched the fight since, but I understand why it's a conversation. Yeah. Right. Laurel. Well, I picked the middleweight bout because I love the middleweight division, but I was happy to see Duplessis win that that fight i thought it was a great fight okay for a for a near equal um odds too but yeah it was like, I, a pick like it, I feel like it had a good mix of of grappling and and uh striking which is the one thing that i enjoy most about the middleweights mm-hmm. so it was yeah. good it was a good fight um, the fight I'm gonna go with is that should be a prelim fight. I went with uh the Jillian Robertson versus Pollyanna Vienna fights. Um, mm, I didn't see that one. It was very technical for the most part. Um, Jillian pretty much when she wanted to go to the ground, she got it to the ground. Mm. Um, but everyone's like, oh, it goes to the ground. She's gonna look for that rear naked choke that she's looking for. She actually was able to do fairly well on the feet, actually a lot better than what I've seen in the past. But like once she got on the ground, she was able to um, just ground and pound Pollyanna until the ref was able to pull her off. Um, big thing about this fight was that I think I think Jillian and Jasmine Jasvidicius, who are the, I think the only, well the, the two females outside of 
the Pennington and Silva fight that actually they got the bonuses. Um, mm-hmm. And Jillian Robinson mentioned that this was only her second TKO victory in her UFC career. Really? Funny thing, yeah. Funny thing about it is that both of her TKO victories have come in Canada. <laughs> she was able to, I couldn't remember, um, I can't remember who she beat in Canada, but it was like a few years ago. Um, so, I mean, and I, I will say this along with Jillian Robinson and Jasmine Jasvidicius, that they were the only two Canadian fighters that really carried the card because the male Canadian fighters did not do so well. Right. So it's like, oh yeah, the women are gonna carry but the women carried the card. So um and then just a little side note with Jasmine Jasvidicius, she beat Priscilla Cachuea almost the exact same way that Valentina did. It was like, I want to say Jasmine Jasvidicius outlanded Priscilla like 300 plus strikes in that fight. Crazy. Very crazy. That's crazy. So that would, that was mine. Um, And I will say, um, because I'm going to have my bragging rights because I believe I am the only one that was Team Rocky for that Bantamweight fight. I think so. It's like, you know what? Laurel, I'm going to take a chance and go with Rocky. And she actually looked pretty well. She, Well, she, I will, I'll say this. Raquel Payton's fight IQ is very subpar at the very best. Mm-hmm. But when she, but when it came time to pick up the pace, like if you if you put aside the fight IQ, she actually did really well in that fight. It's just that she had mul- multiple times to finish Myra Bueno Silva, but just couldn't get it done. And the fact that she wasn't listening to her coaches was a little bit irritating. But I mean, when you win, I think. Most of the judges gave her like four to one for the most part. So we now have now all the championship fights or all the championship belts are now occupied by someone. Although I don't I don't know. I, I would love Raquel to hold on to that belt for a while, but I don't think she's gonna hold on to it. I don't I think she's probably gonna depends on who they match her up with in her next fight. Um she might be a champion only for a short time. But good for a pioneer in the in women's yeah. MMA to get a title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Vegas 85. What was your guys' favorite fight? <sighs> I, mean, <laughs> I was looking like, oh, there's not very many to pick from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking at this card... Again, I know I mentioned the main event because I just learned something from it. But mm-hmm. in terms of like performance, I think Randy Brown had a great performance. Mm-hmm. So if I'm gonna do performance, I think Randy Brown. But instead, but like as I mentioned before, like most insightful was just the main event because I learned rules and what's gonna be in the future, actually in a few months. Mm-hmm. But yeah, performance wise, I for sure thought it was Randy Brown, at least in my opinion. Okay. I don't know. Probably 
probably probably Randy Brown fight with Sokolov or Salikov or whatever the welterweights. Yeah, probably just because it was a finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the other fights didn't really thrill me that much. Fair. I mean, that's the one I picked too. But actually, I was listening to a pot a little bit of a podcast today. And there was another fight. I didn't because I didn't get a chance to watch the fight per se, but I I have to give props to Thembia Gor Gor Imbo. If I, I'm mm. sorry if I mispronounced that. Who had a 32 seconds? Um, who finished his opponent in 32 seconds? Um, this was the guy who um is trying to do so much for his country, and. Even The Rock showed up and was able to help him out as far as like being able to afford like his training camp and I think it was I think that's what it was things like that and so interesting story yeah like if you go like and research his story it's actually really cool yeah so I would put him down um, but I do agree with you guys that performance wise um, yeah I'll go with I'll go with Randy Brown as well yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So that covers everything there. And so with that being said, Laurel, I know we didn't do picks last week. Mm-hmm. Um, just the time got away from me, among other things. And I know we all had busy schedules. But would you like to update us from update everyone with the standings up until 297? Yeah, we're sitting at the same six and three. Uh, for me, four and five for Jordan, and then you are six and three as well. Not bad, not bad. Off to a good start. Off to a really good start. So with that said, let's just get right into UFC Vegas 86, another Apex card. Mm. Unbelievable. Lame. Very lame. Um, I think the next two cards... Anaheim, of course, for the pay-per-view. And then I think, well, it's going to be in Vegas again for UFC Mexico, but it's going to be in the sphere from what I understand. Hmm. So I'm like, eh, it's still Vegas. Like, if you're going to have UFC Mexico, what the card? Oh, no, I don't know. Maybe in Mexico? Makes sense. Yeah. Nah. You, you stop it with that sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just, that didn't come out right. <laughs> it's, all right, you stop so, making so much sense, Ty. <laughs> That's what I meant to do, like a southern. <laughs> I I am making too much sense. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna do this best I can because I know this card has changed up. There was so many changes that's happened over the last 24, 48 hours, and so the first fight I do have is Rodolov. Vieira, and I probably spelt mispronounced that versus Rodolfo. Armin Petrosian. Rodolfo. Rodolfo Vieira versus Armin Petrosian. Hmm. This is a tough one. I'm a big uh, Vieira fan. I love his submissions. I also like Petrosian, though. I hate that they're fighting each other. I'm not going to lie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I just realized um, as I'm preparing to write something down that four of the six main card fights, well, Laura will love this, are middleweight fights. 
I saw that. So after this card, Laurel, you're probably not going to see a whole lot of middleweight fights for a little bit. Don't break my heart already. And I, I don't want to, but just the way they're stacking middleweight fights, it's like, eh, not too sure. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm just going to throw my pick out there. I'm going to go with Petrosian. Um, really? Yeah, just a little bit. Like, I can see a path that Vieira does win, but I'm just going to go with my gut here and go with Petrosian. Hmm. But I think I'm it's going to be, going, like, very close. I'm going to be going with uh, Rodolfo Vieira. Okay. Just because he has great takedown defense, 100% takedown defense, and he is one of the best jiu-jitsu guys in the UFC. So I think he actually gets a submission win. Okay. Let's not forget that his last fight too, he or uh, against Cody Brundage and even Chris Curtis, he took some took some punishment uh, with with the striking and and stood in there and hung in there until his moment. So, I mean, he lost against Chris Curtis, but at the same time, he really he did well, even though he lost. So I'm going with Vieira as well. Because right. I believe in him, his his grappling power. Sounds good. Maybe not power. Is that the right word? I'm just full of bad words today. <laughs> you know what it is. I quit cussing for my I, New Year's resolution. I, 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 do I was kind of wondering how that was going. Yeah, it's impacted me negatively. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I'm going pictures in. Okay. All right. So the next fight is Michael Johnson versus Darius Flowers. Hmm. This one was a tough one for me. Hmm. I had to go with the OG. Yeah, I'm going with the OG too. Michael? Yeah. Yep. He's got to redeem himself. He's been on a losing streak. Yeah, which I think is that's... Which is why I think he got this fight. Yeah, I think this is just like one of those. Um, give him a win. Give get him a his win. confidence back up. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Um, yeah, actually, wow, I didn't even realize um, that Michael Johnson's only a minus one thirty-five. Yeah, it's almost a pick'em. Yeah, it's almost. I would, a pick I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if it, it would be near a pick by the time that fight happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so Darius Flowers, um, the Dana White Contender Series fighter, who won via a submission about a minute 13, but he did lose, lose his UFC debut, although he was going up against Jake Matthews. Mm -hmm. So give him some props there. I'll get, well, not props. Give him some kind of slack there. But still, like for your second UFC fight to go up against a veteran like that, yeah, not easy. Who are you going with, Laurel? I um, I'm going with Johnson. Okay, so all three of us for Johnson. All right, all right. So the next fight is Brad Tavares versus Gregory Rodriguez. Um, Gregory Rodriguez is RoboCop, right? Yeah. Okay. So let me make sure I got that right. 
Um, I think that when Gregory Rodriguez came out as a baby, that he still looked like a 50 year old. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he was already mature. <laughs> he was already mature. <laughs> All I know is that Rodriguez is a savage. And that's um, why I have him winning. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I I I feel a little bit bad for Tavares here just because like the fighters that they've been giving him lately is just ridiculous. So he doesn't have to take it. He true, he doesn't have to take it. But I think he's he's like, I'm up for the challenge. Okay. Um all right, so here's one that did get changed that I think was officially changed today. So it was supposed to be Robert Bryzek versus Albert. Oh, I can't remember his last name. It starts with a D, I know that. But he had visa issues. And so stepping in for Albert is Ihor Poteria. I'm sorry if I butchered that as well. Um, have at it, guys. Going first on this, I <clears throat> I went with Robert Brychek, uh, Brychek, whatever that is. The reason being, um. I watched some fight film. I feel like he's pretty legit. Um, my only problem is that he doesn't necessarily have like a lot of the fight experience that P Pateria has, but I'm just trying it. Cause I don't know. I couldn't decide between the two fighters really. Well, they're relatively close. Robert has 22 pro fights, and Ehor has 25 fights. 25 pro fights. Um, but he, but Ehor is, I think, the more experienced because he's been in the UFC for mm -hmm. almost, well, three and a half, about three and a half years now. Almost, well, no, two and a half years. Almost four. Almost three. Excuse me. My math is not mathing today. Um, there a lot of stats on him, and there wasn't a lot to go on. Yeah. Well, I think Robert, I think if I did read correctly, he this is his UFC debut as well. Mm -hmm. So there's not a whole lot to go about on him. Yeah. So you said, Laurel, you're going with Robert? Yep, I'm going to try Robert. Okay. I don't know. Pencil me in for Ehor. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with Robert as well. Wow, plus like three for this week. It's gonna be awesome. Plus three. Uh, I think it's the only well. Oh, well, he picked Vieira and I picked Petrosian. Yeah. We're getting a lot of pluses this weekend. Nice. <laughs> Wait, so then, so then you'd only be plus two on me if both results come in. So not plus three just yet. Not if, but when. All right, let me see. Okay. All right, so co-main events. 
I think it's probably going to be the most entertaining fight on the card. Um, Dan Ige versus Andre Feely. Oh, shoot. I don't know about you guys, but I fell off the Andre Feely train. I don't I know why. I used to believe in him. I just don't know what got me off of it. If I'm being quite honest, I just don't have that same belief in him anymore. Yeah. I, I think the I think the loss to Nathaniel Wood still broke stick. him. Yeah. So that I'll be going with uh 50k Ige. Okay. He did win against Lucas Almeida, but I don't you know, he redeemed himself after Nathaniel Wood, but I think Ige is just a different beast. Yeah. I agree. I I picked Ige to win. It makes more the most sense to me. Like beating Almeida shouldn't reward you with a Danny Gay fight. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why I'm a bit skeptical about it. Right. Yeah. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also going with Ige as well. Um, yeah, I remember like early, early Andre Feely was really good, but I I don't know what's gone on with him lately. It's been a little off. Um, we'll see. Um, all right. So the main events we have Jack Hermanson versus Joe Piper. Let me ask you guys this before we make our picks. Do you think this is too too quick slash too early of a step up in competition for Joe Piper, or do we think he's got it? I mean. I'm a big Pfeiffer fan. Mm-hmm. In terms of the number, since Jack Hermanson is 11th, mm-hmm. it might look like it, but stylistically, I think it's a good fight for him. So, okay. yeah, if people just look at, oh, yeah, he's fighting the 11th best fighter in middleweight, mm-hmm. people might think like that. But if you look at stylistically, I, I think, I mean, obviously, it's a big step in name, but I think stylistically, I think it's the perfect step up. That's fair. Right. Have at it, guys. Actually, no, I'll go first because I haven't gone first in a while. Um, I do, I do kind of agree with you, Jordan. Um, Jack Hermanson, I think is gonna, I think is like the big name on his. Um, will be the if he can get a win on that. Um, if he can get a name, uh, win against Jack Hermanson, that'll be the biggest name on his resume up to this point um sorry just ignore me i'm trying to do some oh yeah i was yeah i was doing research yeah that would definitely be the biggest name on his um on his resume um lost yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. without a doubt um <clears throat> and i i i do have to say regarding jack hermanson um I thought maybe he would be definitely he would definitely be the one fighter that would at least be I, I would say as high as top five. Would would he win a UFC belt? I, I think that kind of went away when Izzy came to town, if we're being completely honest. Um and then plus ever since um he like went on a little bit of a run, but I think he had lost a um 
<clears throat> excuse me. What was it? He lost the number one title contender fight to Jared Cannonier back in 2019. And that kind of set him back because he's been alternating wins and losses ever since. And this is coming from that. That's an important statement though, in my opinion, because if you look at who he's won against and who he's lost against, he's mm -hmm. not been able to move up in level of competition without taking an, a loss. Exactly. So his last big key win was against uh, Jacare Sosa back in 2019. Since then, he's lost well, to Jared Kevin Gastelum. Do you think that was a quality win? Oof. That's a good question. Because that was in 2020. He won yeah. against Kevin Gastelum. I think it would have depended on where Gastelum was at that point. Because Gastelum was a year... I think at that point, Gastelum was a year removed from his fight with Adesanya. So... Technically, you could say yes, that that was another big victory for him. Um, I feel, yeah. So if we look past the Gaslam fight, so he has only won two fights since then, and those were against Edmund Shabazian, who was, I want to say, was on the decline, was starting his decline, and then he beat Chris Curtis. Mm -hmm. But he's, but also, if you look to who he's lost, well, he's lost to... Marvin Vittori, who has competed for a title. Sean Strickland, who is the former UFC middleweight champion. And then... Shemaev. He, he didn't fight Shemaev. I think that fight got canceled. No, he lost. To Shemaev? Yeah. When did he fight Shemaev? Well, Bulldog fight night, but still. <laughs> oh. oh, geez. I, yeah, that was like... It's on his resume, though. That is on his resume. I am. Hmm. It does not show up here. Unless it's. It's yeah, on it's... tapology. Yeah, I'm looking at Wikipedia. That's probably why I don't see it. Um, <clears throat> interesting. I did not know that. <clears throat> um, oh, I wonder if that was. What year was that fight? If you 2021. know. Oh, yeah, it does not show up here. So it must have been one of the, um, I wonder if it was one of those, like, um, it says bulldog fight night. Okay. So then must've been like an ex, maybe it was an exhibition match. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, that I, I should probably start using technology more because that's like not showing up half the fights. Um, and he, yeah, he just actually recently lost to, um, Roman Dolce. Um, so, I think Jack Hermanson is turning more into that gatekeeper role now. Um, especially if he, if he, if Joe Pfeiffer wins, I think he will probably submit his gatekeeper status with that. Um, it's going to be tough. Like I could see a pathway where Jack Hermanson wins, especially if he can get it to the ground because he does have a sneaky good submission game. But mm -hmm. I think I'm going to go with the up-and-comer. I'm going to pick Joe Pfeiffer to win this fight. The entire thing of, like, I got Pfeiffer winning. I think he, he makes a big splash. <clears throat> I'd also picked Pfeiffer. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just big sense. 
you know something I actually noticed as I'm doing like as we've been doing picks all these years, um, Jordan gets like really ex- Jordan gets really excited like when he gets like the pluses, but, like when we pick the same, he's like eh, okay. But then when he went and then when you pick the same as he does, he's like, well not I won't say livid, but he's like, man, he seems That's to a- get the most angry when I pick or win a pick. <laughs> Not angry, I should say. But like, irritated, irritated. Maybe not irritated. <laughs> He's speechless. Yeah, yeah. I go. I think speechless is a good word to go with. But that does cover our you uh, covers UFC Vegas eighty six. Excuse me, mm-hmm. I could not think of my words. Um, before we get into the mini MMA news for the week jordan it's your favorite time of the week all i got is kenneth harrison going to the ufc which was already known oh yeah we, we did never cover that i don't think we covered that our last i time. have no news i literally don't it's okay mm-hmm. there hasn't been a whole lot of it's funny because in the two weeks that we've been off there haven't been there hasn't been really any big news just more like speculation and things like that. Um, but yeah, before actually before we cover the news, what what are our thoughts of Kayla Harrison going to the UFC? Love it. Love it. Next champ. Oh, next Bantamweight champ. Okay. Whoa. Yep. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I mean, no, Jordan does have a point. I think I tweeted out that if Kayla Harrison can, um, what's the word? Something about if she can make 135 and if she beats Holly Holm, I would not be surprised if by mid, maybe during the fall of 2025, depending on how the division uh, shapes up, that Kayla Harrison will be the next. Okay, uh, this is going to be bold and I'm going to knock on wood, hoping I'm not wrong, but I'm prepared to be on freezing cold takes. Kayla Harrison could be the next Ronda Rousey, the next Amanda Nunes of the Bantamweight division. Yeah, I think um, Kayla Harrison will be champ by the end of the year. By the end of 2024? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean... I think, I think no. she fights in the December card. Okay. I think she main events it. Hmm. And I think it's against Amanda Nunes. Oh, you think Nunes comes back? And I think they do a team former teammate versus former teammate for the belt main event, and Kayla Harrison takes it. So then, who? What would happen to Raquel Pennington or Juliana <laughs> Pena in that at that point? Uh, something's gonna have to happen. UFC is a crazy world, so okay. That's all I know. Well, Nunes was in the um, was in the um, was among the crowd during that Bantamweight title fight, so. Lo, you ready for your girl to come back if she does? I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> I think she should always leave on a good note. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe in that too. <laughs> and then stay there if, if it was a good note. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah, so nothing. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't find any fight news 
regard other than that. Um, but there was a lot that got announced. Actually, I think there was a lot that got fight news that got announced while we were away, which includes Kayla Harrison versus Holly Holm. Um, still no main event for three hundred. Although I do have something like some speculation about three hundred, but we'll cover that in a little bit. Um, let's talk about the guy whose bet was whose face is going to be on a hat for our bets. Talk about Colby yeah. Covington. <laughs> You're like, no, don't call for Colby. Um, he went on submission radio. I think it was Tuesday. It was either Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember which one it was. He revealed during the first round he, and I put in quote, broke his foot. And it impacted his ability to throw punches and wrestle effectively. No, it he, did not. <laughs> he said it broke when he threw a kick that hit Leon Edwards' elbow. His foot could have broke. It could have done a lot of things. All I know is that I've seen worse injuries with better performances out of fighters. And I was in really jujitsu, I got one of those twist spiral fractures on my toe. Mm-hmm. I taped it up and finished it out, and I won. So don't be complaining about a little stress fracture in your knuckle. <laughs> um. I have the x-rays to prove it. There you go. And hey, Colby, I had I ran two miles of a half marathon on a hairline stress fracture in my foot. So if I can run two miles with a stress fracture in my foot, you can finish a 25-minute fight. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yo, we even had uh Tiago Santos who fought John Jones with two knees that were pretty much shattered and he was one judge's scorecard away from winning that fight yeah like there there's so many more worse injuries with better performances that we can name Mm -hmm. so i that shouldn't be an excuse for how he fought yeah yeah i saw someone on twitter say that that he um after he lost the fight, he went to go find out how to break a foot and is now going to use that as an excuse. <laughs> I was like, that that sounds like that sounds like Colby Covington, honestly. Yeah, actually does. Um, but it it doesn't matter. Um, it's gonna be some time before he fights in the title. If he if he really broke his foot first, it's gonna be a while that he comes back from that. Two He's not fighting for a title anytime soon, so no, no sympathy from me. So, uh, oh wait, and then Jordan, didn't you mention that it's gonna be like a long time before he fights anyway, since he lost that fight? Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting him back anytime soon. Yeah, and I think he made the prediction that he wouldn't fight in twenty twenty four. Yeah, I mean. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him until next year around this time. Yeah. Um all right, and then my last part of May news. Um there so UFC two ninety nine appeared to have hit maybe a little bit of a snag for a little bit. Um when Dustin Poirier announced that his fight with Ben Wasing Denis was off. And then oh wait, it's back on again. So I'm not sure what happened there. Um, Poirier said that 
they had, he had heard something that maybe like Saint Denis did not agree to it. I think his I think Saint Denis' manager even stated that, or maybe it was Saint Denis' wife that mentioned that. Oh, you know you're fighting Dustin Poirier. He's like, wait, what? Like I didn't agree to this. Um, so something went what happens. Dustin Poirier couldn't get a hold of his manager. The fight was off for what four or five hours. And like, oh, no, wait, it's back on again. Yeah, that was a bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and so, there were some Dustin Poirier fans that actually canceled, like, their hotels to go That's to Miami. That's and that they came back like, oh, no. I think that's kind of why I would wait to... And then just imagine, like, it was it was a mess. Um, although Poirier did mention something, I think he was, I couldn't remember who I want to say he was um, on Ariel Hawani's show. That he actually was supposed to be the first fight of UFC three hundred, like that's what they were aiming for, but there was like something that happened, like contractually or something like that. I can't remember the whole details. I have to go back and listen to the interview. Um, but I don't know if, especially with how UFC 300 looks right now, I think it probably was, I want to see him fight on 300, but to open up UFC 300, I think he deserved at least, at least the, the people's main event. So that fight before the two title fights. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like relating myself to that, like the fans that like cancel like their hotels and stuff, like mm. I remember when Masvidal was supposed to fight Leon Edwards in Vegas, mm-hmm. and I had booked my flight, I booked the hotel, and he pulled out. Oh, so man. that's even a worse feeling because you have to go fly across country. Yeah. But- it was still worth it because the card the card was still amazing, but still, like I, I feel fans, like I feel for them when they did that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Wait, who did Leon Edwards fight instead? No, they both dropped out. Oh, they both dropped out. Okay. Interesting. Yep. Was that before the first fight or before the second fight? I don't know. No, I'm blanking out. That's okay. I'm blanking out. No worries. <laughs> it could have been either one. I just can't remember off the top of my head. Because I feel like I did hear that. But then, yeah, that did happen. Um, so yeah, there was basically a misunderstanding. So Poirier versus St. Denis is still on. Well, hey, at least you don't have to go cross-country for this for Poirier's fight here. So Yeah, that's true. But, but then I, again... Just... I was like, oh yeah, but then again, you're a Mass Football fan, not a Poirier fan. I still, I still love Dustin. Okay. Um, so we'll see. Um, the last bit, of th- the last thing I want to talk about, and it was something that popped up, I think Monday. And Jordan, I want to know if maybe you've heard this or not. There is a rumor that there's a fight on three uh, on UFC 300 that does appear to be off. They haven't announced what that fight was, but that news would be revealed soon. I did hear something about that. I have not heard anything about that. Okay. So UFC 300 has been real tight-lipped. 
so which is good for them because they mm -hmm. can raise their own use but yeah i've not heard jack squat about ufc 300 mm -hmm. or the main event i cannot guess the main event at this point if i had to mm -hmm. there's i've heard a lot of scenarios and at this point i don't know like for example i was told that uh, the UFC 300 main event is going to be announced as a Super commercial on Sunday. Who that's knows? That's really? my next talking point. Yeah, that's going to be my next talking point. Is that there's a fan theory or a rumor is that they could announce the main event of UFC 300 during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Interesting. And I heard that like that that actually might be true. Mm -hmm. So, but. I'm not expecting that. I don't think there's no way they that's a, they do that. Well, there's there's some sense to it because they did announce that Dana White's on a um it's well one it's in Las Vegas, which is where 300 is going to take place. And then two, like he's on a commercial for the Super Bowl, so like, oh, like I guess that's where the theory kind of started a little bit. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Only time will tell. Yeah. But man, if you're gonna make me watch the Super Bowl just so I can see this announcement, I am gonna. Well, you're gonna be watching it anyway because your Chiefs are playing in it. You might go back to back. No, no, mm -mm. we ain't doing that. What you you love the Chiefs and Kelsey and Swift and all of them. The whole media. Actually, I think I've avoided most of the media from the Super you're Bowl. You're a big Swifty. Nah, songs I like, um, and. I, I will say I'm not as upset with them showing her every 30 seconds. Um, I am. The, it, I, I know you are. Like, okay, I it was okay. Like, I think I've just grown numb to it. I'm like, okay, like, whatever. I might play a game out of it on Sunday, honestly. Yes, Laurel, it's a drinking game. I yeah, am going to blacked out. I'm, gonna say, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna... not bothered by Taylor Swift on TV. It's not even a thing for me. Yeah. Just think of all the thousands of new girls that like football now. I mean, no, that's true. That yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. You for sure think of it like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Not mad about that at all. Um. But it is what it is. We'll see what happens. Um. I had another point I wanted to make, but I can't remember. I think just time to end the podcast. That's pretty much it. Okay. Because uh, I've got nothing else. Um, oh, well, here's one more thing. Um, are you, would you, if given the chance, and if you guys have Prime Video, Jordan already knows what I'm going to ask. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, you know, well, you probably already knew what I was going to say, but um, apparently the movie Roadhouse is supposed to come out in the next couple weeks. Mm hmm. With our favorite person ever. Yes. I'm not watching. He acted like himself in the, in he the did, movie. He, like the one clip I saw that he's in, like he is definitely himself. Yes. Did a great job impersonating himself. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> should we show Laurel, should we show Laurel in the, video, the clip? No. <laughs> she can look I've it up seen, herself. I've seen... I've seen some of the hoopla around it. Hoopla. I mean, I'm gonna try to watch it just because I want to see how it is. But mm -hmm. 
Huh. It will be like the first thing that will be on my mind. <laughs> so it comes out in a month from tomorrow, March 8th. So, oh wait, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't have Prime, so I can't watch it anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, <Yay>, look out. <laughs> um, so Jordan will watch it just for the sheer entertainment of it. Laura will not watch it because it has Conor McGregor in it. Interesting that it comes out March eighth. By the way, and I heard I hardly ever watch movies anyway, so it's not like I'm a big movie fan. Okay, but I didn't watch the first Roadhouse because. It looked dumb. Because <laughs> it looked dumb. Okay. Interesting. It comes out March 8th, though, because March 9th is UFC 299. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good point. I don't think they're going to make like any huge announcement because I think Dana meant, and here's a little tidbit before we end here. Dana White says he doesn't expect McGregor versus Chandler to happen until he's shooting for the fall. Mm hmm. Although and I smell cap. <laughs> oh, he thinks it happens earlier. Yeah. 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 The bet the best bet would be International Fight Week. Which if it happens in International Fight Week, I'm like I say I don't really want to buy a ticket for a Conor fight, so maybe I'll just go for like the ex oh maybe I'll do that. I'll go for the experience. I like to watch do like do all the fan experience stuff for it. Yes. And then just like go, like maybe fly home Saturday morning and watch the fights on the hotel <laughs> at my house. Oh, but then, the, then I'd miss the pool party on Sunday. So we'll see. But now it's officially the end of the podcast. I'm claiming it now. So, um, it's been so long. I need to remember how to close out. If you have any questions, you have any comments, you have any suggestions. Anything on? Yeah, don't laugh at me. It's been two weeks. Um, oh, now I forgot it. Oh, you can reach our podcast page, FKTC Pod, or reach us individually, given that it is safe for work, by reaching Laurel at Rain Basin, Jordan at Jordan T. Lopez, and me, Ty, Ty Fly Guy 15. And until then, protect your face from Laurel's kicks. Which there was the anniversary of the front kick to the face this week. So mm -hmm. definitely watch out for it this week. Protect your necks from my throat cuddles. Watch out for Jordan's flying knees. And what's number one golden rule? Never leave the decision in the hands of the judges. Nope. And we will see you all next week for episode 100 and UFC 298, which is featuring... Alexander Volkanovsky versus Ilya Taporia for the featherweight title. Peace. Peace. See ya.